Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. We want to share a good friend's podcast with you this week. Enjoy The Truth with Lisa Booth in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. The FBI has come under fire after a document leaked showing that the Bureau was warning that radical traditionalist Catholics pose an extremist threat. Now, the FBI originally tried to downplay this, saying it was specific to the FBI's Richmond division. Turns out that was a lie. It's bigger than that. The FBI was encouraging the spying of Catholics in their own churches. So we'll talk to the organization suing the FBI. That organization is Catholic Vote. We'll talk to their national political director, Logan Church, about that lawsuit, what you should know, what they're hoping to accomplish. And also, how did Joe Biden, who's supposed to be the second Catholic president, why is his administration targeting Catholics to the degree that they are? We're going to get into all of that with Logan Church. Stay with us. Logan, thanks so much for coming on the show. I, I appreciate you making the time. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. So it's kind of wild because Joe Biden is the second Catholic to be president of the United States, yet his administration has been targeting Catholics. Why do you think that is? You know, at the end of the day, I think that the Catholic Church has been one of the sole proprietors of the um, traditionalist movement. And so the far left has felt threatened by the Catholic Church for quite some time. And whether that's we've seen attacks through the churches themselves or through the school system. Um, and so att attacks on the Catholic Church isn't a new thing. Um, and it's especially not a new thing to have politicians who claim to be Catholic to gather votes, but don't particularly vote or behave in alignment with the Catholic Church. Um, so it's unfortunate, but it's also unfortunately not shocking to groups like Catholic Vote. You know, I know you say it's not a new thing, but have we seen it to this degree? I mean, we all saw that FBI memo specifically targeting Catholics and also introducing the idea of surveilling and spying on Catholics in their own churches. I mean, have we seen that? No, I mean, not that we know of, of course. This all started with the original leaked memo 
um, where Christopher Ray said under oath that it was isolated to the Richmond office and it wasn't a big deal and it was all being shut down. And then we find out as things start to come out, we find out that it wasn't isolated to Richmond. And in fact, Richmond was working with sub several other offices to coordinate efforts to infiltrate the Catholic Church um, and to better understand, as they called, radical traditionalist Catholics. Um, and the truth is, they're they're getting their information from a biased and partisan group, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has Catholics, traditional Catholics, categorized as radical traditionalist Catholics, and they have them on a list with the KKK and neo-Nazis. So with that being the FBI's information, it's no wonder that they're coming after Catholics so hard. But the truth is, throughout the entire Biden administration, his DOJ and his FBI have continued to just demonstrate a disgusting pattern of contempt against you know, equal justice under the law. And we saw that with pro-life activists. We've seen that with conservatives in general, with parents at school board meetings, and now with Catholics trying to just attend mass. You know, how have Catholics responded to this so far? I mean, there's an uproar amongst Catholics, even Catholics who don't attend Latin mass. Not a large percentage of Catholics actually attend a Latin mass. Um, but that being said, everyone likes the freedom to be able to do so. So I even know Catholics who attend an English mass or a Novus Ordo mass who are showing just concern because the truth is if they're going after, as they say, traditionalist radical Catholics now, you know, who's next and what are they going to do next? And what are they doing that we don't even know about? Well, I mean, that's the question, right? Because they were found out about, you know, that memo. I, I believe there was a whistleblower that, you know, brought that forward. So, you know, what else is going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? You know, how has Congress responded so far? Do you feel like Catholics are getting enough support from, from Congress? Actually, I do. I, I mean, I'm really grateful to see the politicians that are standing up and holding the, this agency and its leaders accountable for the decisions that they've been making, um, especially with this new letter that's come out. And we, we had a lot of support from members like Jim Jordan um, and then now Senator Rubio and the other senators that, that wrote this letter to the FBI director. Um, it's important for politicians to hold these groups accountable because if they don't, no one else can. You know, and talk about this letter. Um, you had talked about Marco Rubio and some of the other senators. Um, you know, what does it say? What, what's the intended purpose behind it? To get a little bit to that. Yeah. So ultimately what they were trying to do is inquire. They they wrote the letter to the FBI director, uh, Christopher Ray, and they were just inquiring about the underlying process behind this whole controversial issue of targeting Catholics. Um, and one of the things that they highlighted is the mission of the FBI, and they quoted it, it's to protect the American people and to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And ultimately, this memorandum and, and the process that's been going on against Catholics does not protect the American people, nor is it upholding the Constitution. Um, and they were just pointing out the fact that the FBI, it's not, it doesn't exist to harass law-abiding American citizens. And so they want to know why are they doing what they're doing and what's the purpose. Yeah, and these were eight members of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. We've got Republicans, Senator Marco Rubio, James Risch of Idaho, Susan Collins, Tom Cotton, John Cornyn, Jerry Moran, James Lankford, and, and Mike Rounds. Um, all wrote what you just pointed out in, in this letter. Do you feel like we've gotten any answers from Christopher Ray or, or from the FBI and or the Department of Justice on you know how that even happened from 
to begin with? No, I mean, ultimately, you know, Catholic Vote's been in a lawsuit with the FBI since this all started, since the original leak. And the truth is, even on our front, it's like this runaround game where they're just playing the system that they wrote. Um, and it's really difficult because groups like Catholic Vote and just the American people, you know, we just want transparency. We want the truth. And there's obviously more to this story than they're than they're sharing, because why else are they keeping the information so secretive? Um, and so I think they're hoping if it's a long, drawn out process and they're slowly releasing redacted files that it'll just taper off and, you know, it won't be one big blow up. Yeah, and so Catholic Vote, you guys had filed uh this uh, lawsuit in April, I believe, um, a FOIA request trying to get some additional information. You know, what information are you seeking from the FBI and, and sort of what answers are, are you hoping to, to answer with it? Well, when this all started, I think it's hard to ask exactly what are we looking for? I think we're just looking for the truth. Um, and when this all started and it, it was saying that this was just the Richmond office, at first, we wanted to know, is that true? Is it really just the Richmond office or is this a larger operation, which turned out to be the case. Um, and so now as this operation is continuing, we just want to know how extensive is this and what exactly are they doing when they're training their members to infiltrate the Catholic Church? What does that look like? And what exactly are we up against? Um, because Catholics deserve to know how they're being targeted by the FBI specifically. Yeah. And, and in this original memo, which, you know, of course, they, they said it was just the, the FBI Richmond division that we found out it's actually bigger than that. Um, you know, they lied to us. But so in the memo, it, it, it says that the ideology can include adherence to anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, white supremacist ideology. Pretty terrible statements to be making about Catholics and, and the Catholic Church there. Right. I mean, talk about just like a sweeping generalization that's just a straight up lie. It's really unfortunate as a practicing Catholic and as someone who would consider herself a traditional Catholic. Um, I do go to Latin mass. I do veil. Those apparently are two things. Those are two red flags to look for, or they say trick trip wires in the original memo. Um, it is, it's offensive and it's unfortunate to see that you have Catholics who are just trying to live out their faith, go to their place of worship and pray. And now they're being told that they are basically they're terrorists for trying to follow what they believe is right. And and the truth is, you know, this goes even farther. And this it's so upsetting because in there have been 360 attacks against Catholic churches since 2020. Nearly 200 of those have been since the Dobbs leak and almost 100 have been in this year alone. And there's no protection for the American people there. There's no like there's no movement from the FBI as far as trying to prosecute on that level. That's fine. There's such a double standard here for what's acceptable and what's not. And what kind of attacks are, are, are we talking about? Are there any kind of specifics that you can give just to sort of paint the picture for the folks at home? Yeah. I mean, we're talking massive vandalism. We're talking anywhere from graffiti to rocks and bricks being thrown through windows to statues being destroyed, most often to heads being cut off of the statues, all the way to arson. We've had Catholic churches and Catholic schools where people are trying to burn them down. Um, we've had people come into masses um, and and start to scream and chant in the middle of, of our services um, and, and vandalize the church while there are people inside the church. So, I mean, this is, it's really unfortunate and we've seen it across the United States and it seems to only be growing. 
That's terrible. And then not to mention the fact we've seen people like Mark Howell, the FBI showing up at, a, at his home. You know, fortunately, he ended up being acquitted, but, you know, they're going after him, arrested him in front of his his children. He's a pro-life Catholic who who dared to, to try to encourage women to not get abortions. And they showed up at his house gun, bla- gun blazing in front of his family. And then to do that with you know, for him to come out of that on top, which is, I mean, that's a big win for the pro-life movement and for conservatives as a whole. But the truth is the FBI feels like they can get away with anything. The federal government feels like they can get away with anything. And at the end of the day, you know, people need to start reminding them who they work for and what they're supposed to be doing in their positions. And there's three other people recently. I'm not sure if they're they're Catholics or or what their their faith is, but pro life uh, advocates. Uh, 74 year old woman, a 73 year old woman, uh, 74 year old woman's Joan Bell, 73 year old Jean Marshall, convicted by a, a federal jury, potentially facing the rest of their lives in jail under the Face Act. So I mean, it's just disgusting what this administration has done to peaceful people who are just trying to practice out their faith. You know, what other attacks outside of kind of what we've we've talked about do you think the um, this administration is directed towards Catholics? Yeah, I mean, I think that as a whole, like we talked about the pro-life movement and we touched briefly on parents at school board meetings. And I think it goes deeper than just it's not just Catholics that they're after. It's people who hold traditional values and who uphold the idea that there is a moral right and a moral wrong. Um, and that moral relativism is the downfall to a society. And so I think it's just, it's not just against Catholics. And I think Catholics are a great example, you know, as, as the political director for Catholic vote, obviously that's very important to me, but I think their issue with Catholics is just what I've said is that, you know, they, they hate the fact that there's, people out there are people out there who truly believe that there is a right and there is a wrong and what's right for me it doesn't there's no what's right for me isn't necessarily what's right for you that's not how we should operate that's not how the world goes round um and so i would say that whether it's through legislation um that we're seeing pushed by fake catholics um in congress or in senate that go against things that teach the catholic church all the way down to um the attacks on catholic churches and refusing to even acknowledge the, the attacks as being what they are. Um, it's hard for people of faith and people who stand for values to stand up and feel like they have a voice because no matter how loud they scream, it seems like nobody listens on the federal level. You know, I'm a Christian. I grew up in a non-denominational church. I mean, it, it seems like they're really just targeting people for living out the Bible. Right. And and what, right? I mean, that, that really is, that seems to be where the, the attacks are, are stemming from. And then you know, even beyond these that are specific to faith, it's just the attacks on, you know, children, you know, trying to encourage little boys that they can be girls, girls, they can be boys to mutilate their bodies in, in the process. I mean, it's just there really is just this intentional confusion that is being pushed in society right now. Well, and also it's it's this idea that we're slowly and it's like I think parents are starting to notice it, but it's still parents who are not necessarily plugged into what's happening in the world. Parents who don't want to turn on the news because it's too negative. Um, you know, the parental rights, this movement to just remove parents voice and whether it's school or healthcare or just decisions on what kids can do or cannot do. It's like the government is slowly trying to take over the role as the parent. And that's terrifying because like you said, I mean, we're seeing that. So I live in Ohio and we're seeing that in Ohio right now with the abortion amendment that's coming on the ballot. And, you know, they want to say the left wants to say this is about pro-life versus pro-choice. And that's not what this is about. If you read the amendment, what it actually says is that 
Um, children can make their healthcare decisions between them and their provider and without informing the parents or needing their consent. So basically it can be interpreted as my child can go get a sex change surgery without even telling me, or my child can go get an abortion without even telling me. Um, and it's really unfortunate because we're seeing that across the nation. And that seems to be the movement that's being pushed now. Quick commercial break, more with Logan Church with Catholic Vote. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Well, it seems like there's, you know, an intentional knocking down of the things that give people anchors in life and in purpose in life, whether it's family, you know, faith, these different things that make people able to, to stand on their own. You know, they want people to be beholden to the government. They want people to be seeking out, you know, some sort of religion in their faith and politics and government as opposed to things that actually bring you value in life and, and bring you purpose in life. Right. Absolutely. I agree 100 percent. And it's like they want to be able to tell you what you should believe, and they would prefer people just to follow along. You talk about what Catholic Vote is doing. I mean, are churches doing enough in America, do, do you think, to, to push back against a lot of these nonsense? I mean, every state is different. Every diocese is different. That's one of the things about the church is there's a lot of, you know, I guess you could say local control when it comes to each individual diocese. Um, I, there, the church could always be doing more. And that's just the answer to everything is the church could always be doing more. But, you know, with Catholic vote, it's both encouraging and disheartening working on the national level because you see so many attacks. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Dodgers and how the Dodgers directly attacked the Catholic faith when they brought on a group of vile transgender nuns who, I mean, the whole point of that organization was to to attack and mock Christianity and to mock the Catholic faith. Um, and the Dodgers decided they were the right people to highlight for their um, 
their award, their honor award for LGBTQ night at the field. Um, and I was really pleased to see so many bishops and so many people in the church stand up against that, because even though it can be uncomfortable to feel like you're being placed in the, in a place of controversy in the limelight, when you just kind of want to a lot of bishops and priests just want to focus on doing their job of like leading people to heaven, there does come a point where you have to stand up and you have to say, Hey, you're not gonna, you're not gonna come down on my faith. You're not going to come against my people. Um, and so I think people are starting to wake up and be more involved and more vocal. I mean, it does feel like we are facing sort of a different level of evil in the country than, you know, I can, I'm 38. It, it just feels like just even that example of trying to invite these individuals in front of children at a game to trying to introduce that, normalize that type of thing in society uh, is just plain evil. Right. Or Target deciding they're going to have tuck friendly swimwear for kids. It's like, why are we trying to normalize something that should not be normal? Um, or even, you know, you have the American Medical Association trying to drop pedophilia from um, a disorder to a preference. At, at what point, you know, I think you're absolutely right. We are, we're living in this era of just evil where it feels like they're trying to normalize things that should never, ever be normalized. Um, and, you know, I think the American people are starting to realize that they have a voice and they can vote not only on election day, but they can vote with their pocketbooks, which we saw with Bud Light and we saw with Target, we've seen with the Dodgers. Um, and I would like to see that continue. I think people need to stay plugged in. They need to wake up because if they don't, what's going to happen? I do think that they're going to try to normalize pedophilia, unfortunately. Um, I think with the drag queen stuff is sort of a an introduction to that. I mean, no grown man should be, you know, twerking in front of children for dollars. And that's just, uh, I don't really see how that's not that to be honest. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, sexualizing children and in, in a way when we should be protecting children. It's, uh, the fact that some of these things are being normalized in society is incredibly disheartening. Right. And then even with the, you know, some of these, constitutional amendments that we're seeing come across a lot of these states, like I said, in Ohio and 12 other states next year, most of them have little hidden parts to the amendment that's going to protect predators, where predators like doctors aren't required to report predators anymore. And um, like we're seeing that where it's almost like you're creating a safe place for pedophiles in our society. It's really, really scary. And I think it's so scary that they're using the abortion like movement because it's such a, an emotionally charged movement and you have people who feel like it's black or white and it's not there's a lot of gray area in there um and i feel like the the far left is using that as a as a trojan horse to get a lot of other evil stuff done it's a scary time what are you guys doing as the national political director of catholic vote sort of what do your efforts look like right now as we head into the 2024 presidential race you know sort of what are your objectives politically yeah, absolutely. So being the largest Catholic advocacy group, we we have our hands on a lot of different initiatives. Um, and so which is great because we have a C3, C4 and a super PAC. And so we get to do a lot of fun things between the three of those from voter education on just generalizing. We have to educate Catholics on what does it mean to be a Catholic voter um, and what does it mean to take the teachings of the church that we're hearing in Sunday and making sure that we're taking it to the polls on Tuesday. Um, and so what that looks like is whether it's candidate advocacy, where we find candidates that 
um, uphold the values of the church. And that's just basically faith, family, freedom, um, and traditional family values um, and making sure that they're getting elected in office and making sure those who don't uphold those values are getting out of office. So we get involved on the campaign level with things like that. But we're also involved with legislation and ballot initiatives across the U.S., um, whether that's um, pro-life legislation or um, about school choice, the environment, immigration. Um, Catholic Vote gets involved in pretty much any issue that the church has a stance on, Catholic Vote has a stance on. Um, and so we're really excited going into 2024, and we're hopeful for the difference we're going to get to make in a lot of different target states um, and hoping that helping Catholics have a voice on Election Day. Yeah. And whether you're, you're Catholic or not, you know, I, I'm not, but the issues that you guys are, are working on um, impacts, you know, anyone of faith and, and anyone who wants to live in a, a sane society that has morality. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, a big idea behind Catholic vote is, you know, the church just stands for good values. Um, and that's one of the things that the Catholic Church has done for 2000 years is it's upheld a lot of values in society. Um and so, you know, it's proven that Catholic voters have been the winning and losing vote for 50 years in presidential elections and in local elections. And if Catholic voters were all voting a according to the church, we would never lose an election. And so I think that's kind of what birthed the idea of Catholic vote. Um, but yes, absolutely. We are a voice for all Christians, all believers who just want to see people do the right thing in positions of office because the fastest way to change the culture is through the political realm. And you kind of have to play in the game if you want to see a change. I, I totally agree. Uh, Logan Church, thanks so much for taking the time. We we appreciate what you guys are doing over at Catholic Vote and we, we appreciate taking the time to join the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. That was Logan Church, the National Political Director of Catholic Vote. Appreciate her taking the time. Appreciate you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Feel free to leave us a review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.